Brad Underwood says no fouls. And the Badgers are going to win for the 14th straight time against Illinois in the seventh straight here in Champaign. And a pass inside, and with three seconds, pass at the corner to Pritzel. That'll wind it up. Wisconsin wins again. 72-60. The Badgers win it by 12 after leading by two at halftime. Well, the, the Badgers haven't changed over the years. Kind of win the same way. Ah, yes. The slow, suffocating strangulation of playing the Wisconsin Badgers. Hello, everybody. Scott Beatty alongside Tim Dittman. And we have the Fasteners Etc. postgame show for you in just a moment. You can join us right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana. A 72-60 final. The only vindication I can feel in this is I felt like this was about a 10-point loss tonight for the Illini. And it turned out to be a 12-point loss. But the Illini, Tim, as we get to our rapid reaction here, brought to you by Cozad Asset Asset Management and Stocks. To me, the Illini did a lot of things right tonight and played very well, except for the part where you put the ball in the basket. Yeah, frustrating is really how I sum this one up. This is one that the Illini had a chance to steal. But if you continue to commit dumb fouls, if you shoot... 54% 54% from the free throw line, and if you shoot 19% from three, that's not going to win you a lot of ball games. Now, on the other side of the coin, give Wisconsin credit. They're a good ball club. Their strength is their size, and they use that tonight. Despite Ethan Happ having an off night, they still got nearly half their points in the paint, 30 points in the paint, and they really had their way with uh, the Illini in the post. And Yeah, you just kind of leave you know, State Farm Center with a, with a bad taste in your mouth because Illinois was just right there in this one. And that's how it always is with Wisconsin. You feel like you're right there, but every time the Illini got close, even tied it or occasionally took the lead, Wisconsin had an answer right back, and then they just make a two-possession game into a three and then into a four, and they win it by 12. But those big gaps, those small gaps feel big against the Wisconsin Badgers. That's our rapid reaction. You're up next with the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. You can get in touch with us on the PNC Bank fan line which is 217-356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357. Don't text and drive. You can also tweet at us, PNC Bank Illini, and we're streaming at WDWS.com. We're also on Facebook Live tonight. All kinds of ways to follow along. We're back with you in a moment. The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400, and Light Rock 97.5, News Gazette Media Station. Fighting Illini game day coverage continues on your flagship home for Fighting Illini Athletics. News Talk 1400, WDWS, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS. Now, it's your turn on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Fasteners Etc. is your partner in inventory management. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, the Fasteners Etc. postgame show, with your host, Scott Beatty. 
last year. Also, and now this is a great opportunity to do that same thing because Trent, as we saw last year, also is really good in that high pick and roll situation and allowing himself to get downhill to score or to pass the basket. Here's a jump pass in the corner from Frazier to Jordan, who buries the three. There, there you go. go. I thought he comes off the pick and roll and he finds a wide open shooter. Thank you, Trent, for making me sound so smart. Here. All right, Deion Thomas gets into the highlight tonight for calling out a play before it happened, just like Tony Romo. Deion Romo Thomas. He'll be going to the big league soon. <laughs> He'll be asking for a bigger contract, too. Welcome in, everybody, at Fasters Etc. postgame show. You heard the numbers from Gene one more time. PNC Bank fan line is 356-9397. If you want to do a late-night call with us, PNC Bank, the official bank of the University of of Illinois Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which has already seen some traffic, is 351-5357. Wisconsin wins this one 72-60. The streak against the Badgers is now 14 in a row lost. Nick says on the text line, my number one complaint about officiating happened after Hap picked up the flagrant. The refs began to call all contact after letting the kids play in the first half. It did seem to, you know, the fouls were like 9-1 to one or something in the second half, mm-hmm. and then suddenly Illinois started picking up quick fouls. And I don't know if Illinois was – did they change how they were calling it? Did the, you know, did the refs start to even things out? But anytime you see those imbalance, an imbalance in fouls, I get uncomfortable. Even though it was benefiting the Illini for a little while, it's like, this isn't going to last. You have to adapt, though. If either if you're Wisconsin or you're Illinois, if the refs start calling it tighter, you have to. If you're the coaching staff, you have to let the players know that and say, "Hey, guys, and I don't want you to be tentative out there, but they're calling this one, you know, very tight. So be cognizant of that each time you go up and down the court." But it seemed like they weren't calling it tight. There was a lot of contact. There was a no calls, and then it became. It was a little bit. Uh, it seemed like the game switched a little bit, but. The, the moment, and, and Brian and Dion talked about it, it, was the hook and hold call on Ethan Happ that sent him to the bench with his fourth foul and a flagrant. The Illini tied it up with a pair of free throws. And then after that, after it's 49-49, Wisconsin wins 72-60. to So there was, as you said earlier, Tim, there's, there was all kinds of opportunities. The game was there for the taking, but the Illini could not cash in tonight. And I think part of that is being a young team. All right, we go to the phones. Tom is up in Champaign. Good evening, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. Your thoughts tonight? Well, obviously the shooting percentage is not good. I don't know if it's because of the offense, but what really uh, kind of uh, drove us a little crazy is when we showed up to the stadium, we had to pay for the bobble, bottle, bobbleheads. So that's what's really... You were expecting that to be a giveaway? Oh, yeah. Oh, what they had been advertising that, though, all along, that it was they were for sale. Yeah. Yeah, it's just aggravating when you show up, so... Mm. All right, any other thoughts on the game? No, that's about it. Okay. Well, thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. 356-9397 is the PNC Bank fan line. Back to the texts. Uh, Hey, Skinny Jeans, Muddy Bags, and Rachie here. There, it sounds like a trio on one text. Where was the guard play tonight? Georgie can't do it by himself. Guards have to be able to make open shots. And free throws. Also, Jordan, Kipper, and uh, LaRosa should not be getting major minutes. Their play isn't good enough to keep the young guys on the bench when they could be gearing up for next year. Georgie! I guess they're fans of Georgie Bajanishvili. Well, Aaron Jordan, Kipper Nichols, and uh, Donis De La Rosa all 
need to be on the floor. You have to. They're on the team right now, and you need those guys. But, yeah, the shooting was was pretty bad at times. Well, a couple things uh, to pick up on that text. Uh, yes, you know, the, the dynamic duo, uh, Frazier and Io had an off night. Frazier, nine points. Again, all you can say for him is I think he just had an off night. Io specifically, I noticed that Wisconsin, again, as I said at the outset, using their size, they really denied him a lot of lanes going to the basket because we all know that's Io's specialty, gliding to the basket many times with, with the greatest of ease. And he just he couldn't do a, a ton of that tonight. Um, as far as playing you know, the freshman in mass or the underclassman in mass, that's been talked about on previous postgame shows. I think a couple of texters brought it up as well. Brad Underwood, a couple of games ago in a media scrum, he was asked, you know, in this stretch of not doing so hot, have you ever thought about making wholesale changes to your system? And Brad essentially said, no, uh, I'm going to stick with my system. It's worked at a high level at other schools, and I'm confident in it. Brad went on to say, that's not to say I won't make minor tweaks, and he has. In the past couple of weeks, we've seen a different offensive scheme from the Illini, more ball screens, more movement, kind of a three out on the perimeter. We saw more of that tonight. But, you know, if you're asking Brad Underwood to just wave the white flag and say, we're just going to start preparing for next year now, it's just not going to happen. Guys like Tevian Jones and some of the younger guys, they're going to get minutes in increments, but, you know, don't expect to see Tevy and Jones playing 30 minutes a night. Jason and Moline says, can we officially end the I.O. one and done talk? It's not happening. I'm glad he'll be back next season. Is Trent regressing this year? Nine of 35 from the field for Jordan Frazier and I.O. Four of 21 from the three-point line is not going to get the job done. The offense is this team's biggest problem, especially in the half court has been pretty much all year. But even for next year, who is the number three for next year's lineup? Needs addressed in the offseason. Hopefully they get Brown to sign, referring to Christian Brown there. Um, Trent has had his ups and downs this year. I think, you know, there's something to maybe the old saying of a sophomore slump. I don't want to say he's in a slump per se, but to have the year he had as a freshman and then just keep going, figure out how to be on the floor with everybody in this system. But, yeah, I agree. Offense is the biggest problem right now for the Illini. But I think that bodes better for the future than the other way around. If you've got a team that starts to buy in on defense, that helps. All right, out to the East Coast where it's already Thursday in Maryland. Here's Eric. Hey, Eric. Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing? Doing well. Glad you're weighing in. What's uh, your thoughts? Yeah, a couple observations tonight. Um you know, I, I went to. I was back in town. Went to a game last year. Sat behind Underwood, and uh, I know he gets frustrated with these missed layups. He, he made a comment. He goes, "I'm not used to this. I'm used to guys going up and dunking it." When's the last time we've had more than one dunk in a basketball game in the last two years? I know. He, I know he doesn't have his players, but they're missing layups at an astronomical uh, level. Why can't some of these guards go up? Even Io, I mean, he's six three, six four. Can he dunk the basketball? I, I never seen yeah. him dunk. Yeah, I, I agree. The dunks are absent in games a lot. I mean, yes, these guys can dunk, uh, but why they can't do that in the in the games? I don't know. I mean, you, how about the backdoor screens for alley oops that used? To, I mean, even Weber had that play. I mean, and Self had that play, and Lou Henson had that play. Well, yeah, Illinois has run their fair share of lobs this year. I mean, I do agree with you on the dunks. Not that you know dunks make or break a ball game, but I mean, bottom line, Illinois just doesn't really have a whole lot of size this year. 
Well, I mean, the crowd was embarrassed. I mean, they, the university must, they need to do something with their uh, orange crust section because those kids were silent. They were dormant. There's, there's no yeah. home court advantage. And you weren't watching the game on TV. I was I there. Zero home court I was there, and I thought they were okay. You know, they're not the crush of 0405, but I thought they were okay. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, there's just no life in that stadium. I well, mean, you know, Illinois is not very good right now. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, to, to have a, a Pittsburgh's not very good either. But when Duke came in, you couldn't even hear the first five minutes of game. Now they settled them down after the first five minutes, but the first five minutes of game, they were up, they were crazy. I mean, well, Assembly well, Hall, State Farm Center. It's just I'd like to see the crowd get a little more into it. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. Thanks, Eric. I, you know, I was in a different spot tonight. I was in the middle row, uh, middle level with you, Tim, and I, I asked you, like, what did you think of the crowd? Because when you're sitting down below and you're right in front of the crush, everything, it always feels loud, even if there's nobody up in the third level. Um, so I thought the crowd, it seemed a little quieter to me, but I was in a different spot. But I think part of that was, I mean, yeah, of course Pittsburgh's going to be yelling when Duke's in town. When Wisconsin comes to town, it's a Big Ten rival, but Wisconsin's style of play puts you to sleep. <laughs> yeah, and it's a Wednesday night, and you don't have a winning record, and the expectations aren't very high. I can, I'm not, I'm not excusing the crowd. I'm just saying I can see why it would be lighter in its decibel level if that's what was happening. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, and, and Eric, I appreciate you know, the phone call. You know, I always love getting in a good back and forth uh, with fans. So, so call back anytime. You know, there are your certain segment of diehards that are going to show up every game, and then there are fans that, let's face it, are only going to show up when Illinois is playing well, and Illinois is not playing very well right now. So, I do agree with Eric uh, in, in the in the point that you know it's not the home court advantage that Illinois used to have in the Bill Self and the Bruce Weber years. I think. Anyone would probably agree with me on that. In fact, Matt LePay, who's the play-by-play guy for Wisconsin, was talking with Brian Barnhart before the game, and Matt LePay said, I remember coming in here and it was an automatic loss. How, house of pain. And now it's flipped. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, Georgie, got to love the way that man stepped up, is what Rick says. Uh, he stepped up to the challenge of taking on Hap. We were so close in this game. I just hate playing Wisconsin and Bucky. They always find a way to grind one out on us. We will be back next week. Go line. I slick Rick and Clark on I-74. More texts to get to, more calls, more analysis, highlights, our peak in insurance, beyond the expected play, coming up. You're listening to the Fasteners Etc. Postgame Show. Join the conversation by calling us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Police to the right corner on the dribble. Now weaves around his man. Jump pass, left corner to Monte Williams for three. And he got it from the left corner. Devontae Williams, his ninth made three of the year. Devontae Williams getting into the uh, point column there a little bit. Had four points, a free throw to go along with that uh, made three. But uh, I felt Devontae, I really liked his game tonight. Um, He had seven rebounds, some key ones. um, And offensively, you want some more out of him. Want to see him finish a couple of times. He had a golden opportunity for a layup and lost the handle on the basketball. That was a key moment, but I thought overall he had a lot of positives tonight as a 
a starter. Welcome back, everybody. Scott Beatty and Tim Dittman with you on the late night Fasteners Etc. post game show. Wisconsin beats the Illini 72 to 60. Brian and Idaho texts this game is a story of missed shots, but the real story is bad shots. The offense does so little to produce decent looks unless they come in transition. Of course, Wisconsin's free throw defense helped, but what really sticks out is that Kipper had more minutes than Kane, Griffin, and Jones combined. Uh, I, you know, Kipper did not start for the first time since the beginning of December. He's had had back-to-back uh, zero-point games and now make it three in a row. He does not score again. I, Kipper's lost. I, you know, I don't know how many more minutes should Samba get or Alan Griffin uh, and Tevin Jones. Frankly, all three of those guys right now bring a lot of liability with whatever they can bring in in the positive. But it's same way now with Kipper. He he had some good moments on the court, but I mean, for a guy that is supposed to be a veteran on this team to go zero for one on a missed three, and that was early in the ball game, and grab it. Two rebounds and eleven minutes of play. I don't. I don't know what you do with him anymore, and, and he's he is an enigma for a coach. I'm not yeah, trying to I, rag on the guy. Yeah, I mean you've got me speechless, Scott. You really do because I mean every game, every post game show we talk about Kipper Nichols, and I think it was two post game shows ago that I said, "Sorry, buddy, I'm kind of out. <laughs> I'm out of talking points about Kipper Nichols because I agree with you. He's just really." not giving Illinois much of anything right now. As far as, you know, why didn't the other guys play a whole lot? Again, we kind of covered that earlier in the show where Brad Underwood is just not going to throw those guys in in mass to prepare them for next year. Brad Underwood, he's asked about it after every game. You know, why didn't Kane play this game? Why didn't De La Rosa play this game? And it's a combination of matchups. It's a combination of they need to earn their time. It's a combination of if they screw up, Brad Underwood's got a short leash and he's immediately going to yank him out. You know, Brad Underwood is he's a disciplinarian. He's he's set in his ways. If if guys aren't doing what they're supposed to on the court, they're not going to play. To the phones again, PNC Bank fan line. It's David in Tolono. Good evening, David. Hey, good evening. Um, well, yeah, I, I was actually gonna gonna speak because I was actually at the game tonight. I just didn't watch it from my TV. And I was struck, really, at how bad the substitution pattern is because Coach Underwood, and I like a lot of the things he's trying to do, don't get me wrong, but he, he probably has – no, he does. In the 30 years I've been watching Illinois basketball, he has absolutely no pattern to his substitutions. With three minutes in the game, you put in Samson, bless his heart. You put De La Rosa in, who's got one and a half legs. I mean, you're setting the kids up for failure, and I, and I don't like to see that. But the so reason I, he put Samson Oladimeji in was to he was putting him in to go guard Hap with because Georgie had four fouls. And no, then as I soon as and but then I'll they take Georgie right, but I'll take Georgie with four fouls over Samson with none, and who doesn't? I mean, come on. But you got to have Georgie on the floor. I, you got to have Georgie on the floor. He was the best player tonight, and you're no, trying to keep him in the game for the rest of it by having him out for a defensive possession. But you're already down 10 to begin with. I mean, the only reason this game was even close is because the other Illinois boy in red was in foul trouble all night. And this is the closest we were ever going to get because they were in foul trouble. I mean, Georgie, every time they got in the ball, he darn near scored, except at the free throw line. But, uh, and Georgie is a, is a great ball player, and he'll get better and better. But I, his substitution pattern, I mean, I, I gave him an excuse the first time he put his son in there. 
but now I understand. I mean, there's no excuse why Alan Griffin. I you can't tell me that Samson, that fella, or Andres De La Rosa with one and a half legs, is better than Kipper with no effort, Alan Griffin, who's young and inexperienced, and Tevin Jones that's inexperienced. But they all have two good legs. I just I find that it, that's impossible. I mean, that's like Garrick McGee uh, philosophy in football. You know, you got Reggie Reggie Corbin with a thousand yards, and he only gives him eighteen carriers uh, carries uh, the, the year before, and that's why he didn't get any yards. But my point is, is that uh, that's the only thing I really question. I, I think they are starting to figure it out, particularly in the second half, with going to Georgie. Everything needs to go through him. He's a good passer. He's a good finisher. He either scores or gets fouled. He just hadn't figured it out at the free throw line yet. But um, the team is making progress. But, but, boy, those substitution patterns by Coach Underwood, absolutely atrocious. I mean, that, that, that is just all uncalled for. And, I, I mean, to me, what does that say to the team when, when you put some of those players in ahead of, of, well, let's just call it scholarship players? I mean, I, I don't think Samson is on a scholarship. I don't think – I mean, you could have put in Samba. You could – I mean, that's, that's – there's no excuse for that. So yeah, but nobody, I don't know why. But. Nobody looks at – no defender is looking at somebody – and saying, well, this guy's a walk-on and that guy's a scholarship player. I mean, it's just all players on the floor. It's just a game at that point, and nobody's caring. I don't know. I don't know the first thing about substitution patterns for basketball, as a basketball coach. And Maybe Brad Underwood doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he does, but right now the players he's got with are, are inconsistent. So to me that means probably the substitution patterns are going to be different. He's had to change the starting line. Your, your starter – Kipper Nichols has gone three games with no points. He had to bench him tonight and not start him. Well, uh, David, thanks for the phone call. Always love your passion. Yeah, you know, I'll agree with David that, yes, the substitution pattern can be a little maddening at times. But, guys, do not get hung up on Samson coming in for one defensive possession to play hack-a-hap, okay? Don't don't get caught up on that. Don't read into that. Just just let it go. It was one possession. It didn't impact the rest of the game. Quite frankly, it was good strategy at the time because when Hap gets the ball, you don't want him anywhere near the basket. You want him to earn his shots at the free throw line, and he's a poor free throw shooter. I think he's in the 50s. So give Brad Underwood credit for that situation. But it, it was literally over and done in like 30 seconds. So let's not get hung up on that, okay? Dawn from Downers Grove, and trivia fact, I spent the first three years of my life in Downers Grove. A uh, question about what is your opinion about the hook and hold call for a flagrant one? Is it being called too often when it's not necessarily needed? I saw the replay on Ethan Happ. It benefited the Illini, but it looked awfully soft to me. Didn't look like a ton of contact on either player. I'll agree with you, Don. Yeah. Bruce in Houston, my buddies and I thought this was the result to be expected. Wisconsin will always rise as the season goes. Next year with Cockburn, a game like this could go our way. A few of those offensive sets were terribly disorganized. Yes. Even the TV guys noted the confusion. Anyway, checked out the Facebook Live tonight for the first time. Pretty cool. Bruce in Houston. Thanks, Bruce, for uh, weighing in tonight from all the way down in the Lone Star State. Time for our peak in insurance beyond the expected play. And uh, our previous caller there, David, said everything goes through Georgie should. And certainly when he touched the ball tonight, things were going well. 20 points for the man from Georgia. Here's Vishanish Felix. Drives to the right wing, gets a pick, hands it off to DeSulu. Back to Georgie B for the layup. Nice. And the Illini take the lead. Vishanish Feely on the beautiful feed. Dribbling to Sumu. 
Handles it, gets it from Felice. Dosumu leans in, dumped down Georgie B with a catch. Up and in again. He got the roll. Georgie Mishanishvili. Beyond the expected play brought to you by Pekin Insurance. For beyond the expected coverage and service, contact an independent Pekin Insurance agent today. Visit PekinInsurance.com. More Fasteners Etc. postgame show after this. It's the Fasteners Etc. postgame show on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Call us on the PNC Bank phone line, 217-356-9397, or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. You know, we held the best player in this league offensively and the most valuable player in this league to a tough night, I thought. Uh, you know, Ethan Happ, I have more respect for, and I love his game. Uh, nine rebounds, nine points, and, and yet, uh, you know, we forced him into six turnovers. Uh, you know, we forced them into 17 turnovers, and yet, um, you know, when you can't match that on the offensive end, and give them credit. But, uh, you know, they were, uh, they were tougher down the stretch than us. 72 to 60 win for the Wisconsin Badgers and Illini now 5 and 14 and uh, just one win in conference play. Welcome back everybody getting you our keys to the game here in just a moment. Scott and Tim with you along with Evan Kahn who has a first look at our scoreboard for tonight. Let's see what else has gone on. There was one other Big 10 game. Yeah, there was one game before hours leading to our 8 o'clock tip-off, but we will not go on about that. It was Purdue and Ohio State. Purdue looks like they're they're starting to figure it out a little bit. They went on the road in Columbus 79-67 over the Buckeyes. Buckeyes also trending in the wrong direction. We'll go to top 25 scores. Nevada currently leads Colorado State 72-45. to That one was close at half, but Nevada's kind of taken off here in the second half. Number one, Tennessee escapes Vanderbilt in overtime, 88-83. That one was on the road. Marquette over DePaul, 79-69. Houston upends East Carolina, 94-50. And then number 25, LSU over the Georgia Bulldogs, 92-82. So quite a few top 25 matchups tonight. A uh, couple other things that I wanted to touch on. James Harden, what I, huh. I think he's at like 16 or 17 straight where he scored 30. Tonight he's dropped 61. They did that in Madison Square Garden too. Right. And I think I saw something like he's averaging over somewhere around 50 points in his last five or something. Yeah, probably ridiculous. Something. I saw it was like 40-something over his last 10. He, he's just going bonkers uh, in terms of scoring. Have we reached a point where it's just too easy to score in the NBA? For, well, some guys, some guys are just so good. And I wanted to point out also, Harden was twenty-two of twenty-five from the line, so that that kind of plays a part into it when you're getting to the line that often. Uh, it, it helps add up to the scores. Uh, and then just one final note: the Seattle Mariners have signed Ichiro Suzuki to one last minor league contract. They say they're going to put him on the roster for in the opening series played in Tokyo against the A's. Uh, he played like. 20 games last year from the Mariners realized at 45 he doesn't have it anymore so they're going to do a nice send-off for him in Japan at the end of March classy all right appreciate it Evan Evan Khan our producer our highlight coordinator game day executive chief how about that does a great job thank you Evan 
to our texts uh, here. Uh, 217 Texture. Wisconsin was running like a fine-tuned engine, and Illinois ran like a motor with two or three piston rods knocking there. Fractured, undisciplined, and hopeless, Tom. I disagree in, to the extent that Wisconsin was not fine-tuned tonight. I've seen better out of them. Illinois had them out of system a bit and had them rattled. 17 turnovers is very uncharacteristic for that Wisconsin engine. Uh, but I think your point stands that Illinois had issues tonight, particularly on the offensive end. And and then Bill says, I understand your thoughts on playing the younger players, but the season is lost. Fans are upset. How can you expect them to get better without game experience? Practice is not the same as games. It's time, fellas. Give people something to build on. Example, Adonis brings nothing to the game. He can hardly move. Samba is active and can run. Give him the game time experience. Bill, how many people... Okay, I... I I understand the point, but on the counterpoint, if you play a bunch of young guys just to play the young guys and you lose games, how does that help you? There is an objective to win the game in front of you, and a coach is going to make the decisions to do that. There's no coach that says, I'm sitting players so I can just play for next year. Coaches don't I don't know any coach that does that. Right, tanking does not exist in college basketball because you're not playing for a draft pick. And nor I I just don't believe that all the extra game time experience now means all that much difference for now. Now you're come at me fine, but I just don't see that. And the, also the, you, at some point you you play who's there, and you need Georgie cannot be the only big guy in the game. So Samba. At, at some point, is going to get s- some touches. He didn't tonight, but you've, Adonis De La Rosa is your graduate big man. You've got to use him when you can. Appreciate the text. I, and I'm not upset for people, you know, I'm not upset. I'm just saying, I think this is, I'm just having this discussion here because I think there's a lot of folks that just want to say, like you said, Tim, wave the white flag and play freshman, and it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, no coach, at least publicly, will ever ever admit that yeah three five six nine three nine seven keys to the game are brought to you by loman ray insurance and hickory point bank uh i said at the outset of this ball game that you know as always with wisconsin i mean it's pretty you you know what they bring you defend for 30 seconds you can't defend for 25 they find the holes and wisconsin found some holes but i actually think illinois defended pretty well in this ball game it's one of their better defensive efforts we've seen this year but I wasn't prepared to think how bad the shooting might be. Illinois just didn't knock down shots. Some of that was Wisconsin's defense. Some of that was poor shot selection. Some of it was the ball just wasn't going in. But that's a bad recipe when you're at home. You need those shots to fall. We haven't talked a ton uh, about Nate Reavers tonight. Career highs yeah. for him, 22-10, and 10, uh, basically picking up where Ethan Happ uh, usually gets his production. Happ only had nine points tonight, which broke a streak of, I think, 42 or 43 games in double figures. Happ also had six turnovers, and he was in foul trouble. He finishes the game with four fouls. But Reavers, you know, was, was picking up the slack, and one of the things I wrote down before this game was, you know, if you can cancel out Happ, You've got a chance because this team starts and stops with Ian Happ. But I don't think a lot of people expected Reavers to go off for a career night. Indeed. So those are some of the keys to the game. From Hickory Point Bank, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance. More in a moment. 
They, they're a team that never turns the ball over. And, uh, you know, we got them into, into, into that game, and we got some easy opportunities. And, uh, and then I thought Georgie was phenomenal on the offensive glass early. I thought our whole team was. Uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, Iowa with a couple offensive rebounds at half, and, and DeMonte a couple offensive rebounds, and Aaron to go along with Georgie. And, and all of a sudden, we're a tough night shooting at half. I didn't think we could do that the second half. And yet our, our offensive rebounding kept us in it and gave us more opportunities. And and uh, unfortunately, we never 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 quite clicked on the, uh, on the offense and then making shots. A 12-point loss to Wisconsin, which is kind of like a 24-point loss to any other team with how Wisconsin plays. There was at one point where Wisconsin had nine turnovers in the first half but had scored on almost all but one possession where they didn't turn the ball over. I mean, they are just so efficient if they don't shoot themselves in the foot. There's a stat that Brian gave pregame. The last 31 games, first team to make it to 60, 30, and 1. Guess who made it to 60 first tonight? Yeah, good call. 217 Texter says, what message are we sending to our recruits where the coach will play the guys who did not earn the playing time to just play them? Brad needs to stay consistent if he wants to succeed at Illinois. Let the man coach. I think uh, the 217 Texter there weighing in on the whether the young guys should just play at this point. And uh, one more text here on our Castle Heating and Cooling text line. If uh, Well, it's still out there in cyberspace, so we'll come back to that. One more here, last chance to give us a call or weigh in on the Fasteners Etc. postgame show. Calm down. You're making this way too difficult. Yes, sir. I mean, we work every day. Yes, sir. I mean, we work every day. To the right baseline is Iverson. Bounce pass across the lane, nearly threw it away. Now they find Pritzel open, who buries the three from the left corner. Revan Pritzel, 33% from three. Wisconsin, their biggest lead at eight, 58-50. Of course they found Pritzel open for three. That's what they do. They find that one more pass, find the open guy, find the hole. Illinois loses tonight 72-60. to It's a pretty good defensive play overall. I'd grade out the Illini to B on the defensive Ooh, side of things. Careful. Grading out the Illini to B has gotten Brad Underwood in trouble. I'd be careful okay. saying He wasn't that. grading the season when he said that. I he know. was grading how the team had him developed. People took it out of context. That was tongue-in-cheek. Oh, okay. Hey, you know, we, we've been, you know, concentrating a lot on the Illini tonight, and rightfully so because this is the Illini postgame show, not the Wisconsin postgame show. But, I mean, you, you mentioned it right there, right out of the break, Scott. I mean, give Wisconsin credit. I mean, they, for the most part, stayed in their system tonight. Illinois got them out of system a little bit in the first half, which allowed Illinois to stay close. But they played, as you said, badger ball, and they were able to – win this one, you know, with their superstar not performing very well. Again, Ethan Happ having nine points. I mean, Greg Gard is, is Bo Ryan 2.0. I mean, he's a good coach. You know, Wisconsin may not be a Final Four contender this year as they have been in recent years, but, I mean, they're they're pretty good ball. Yeah. Ball team. Absolutely. Ball club. Squad. Squad. Group of guys. Ragamuffins. <laughs> it's late. Saturday, the Illini are in New York to take on the Maryland Terrapins, the only – Saving grace from this whole thing may be that it's a neutral site uh, for Maryland, too, because I think this is actually Maryland's home game. The Illini get to lose a home game to a neutral site up in United Center 
And let's be honest, that's not even close to a home game right now with how that's being attended. But they get a road game at a neutral site instead of a true road game in the Big Ten. So I guess that sort of evens things out. But you got to face the Terrapins. Cowan's a great guard. And uh, Bruno. Fernando. Uh, is is a tremendous player. And you got to be sad that he didn't go to the NBA. Maryland 16-4, and 7-2 and in the conference. They're ranked number 13. They are quietly having a, a very, very good year. I mean, this is not a game I expect Owen Way to win, just stating facts. Yeah, and it's at Madison Square Garden, too, so that's nice, I suppose. But uh, Maryland's good. Uh, I think it's Michigan, Michigan State, however you want to put those two, and then Maryland in the Big Ten this year. And then there's everybody else in the middle tier that are fighting and jockeying there for position. And then, of course, you've got your bottom tier right now, which Illinois is trying to climb out of. They'll have their hands full on Saturday. But we will talk about it afterwards. Game day at 9.30 and tip off at 11. Of course, on our AM side, it's Saturday Sports Talk. It'll start early at 8 a.m. if you want to get going with Lauren and Steve. Thanks, everybody who called. Thanks, everybody who texted. Thank you, Evan Kahn, working behind the scenes. Tim Dittman, it's a pleasure as always. Fun show. And thanks to Ed Bonder, Chief Engineer, Operations Manager, Jim Lewis, General Manager is Mike Hale. I'm Scott Beatty, wishing everybody a great rest of your evening and a wonderful Thursday tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. We do not take it for granted. Good night. The preceding program was an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Station. Calm down. You're making this way too difficult.